Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Jed Talks. My name is Jed Shepard and I am your host. On today's show, I have the writer, producer, filmmaker of one of the most underrated, talked about, um, undiscovered found footage horror films of recent times. Um, it's Adrian Sofei, the director, writer, producer, everything for the film Be My Cats, a film for Anne. How are you today, Adrian? Hi, Jed. I'm great. And thank you so much for inviting and for <laughs> all the great words about Be My Cat. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special thing, you know, to be invited to a podcast by somebody who <laughs> was involved, has a central place in making another, uh, uh, not another found footage hit, because mine is not really, really hit yet. <laughs> it's an underground hit. Underground hit, which is cooler, <laughs> which is cooler. Um, but no, no, it was it was only kind of semi recently when I heard about uh, Be My Cat. I was on a podcast, another podcast, and I was given. They were asking what's what's my favorite found footage movies. I gave the usual spiel, and they said, "Have you seen Be My Cat, a film for Anne?" And I was like, "No, but it sounds interesting." And then they followed up on Twitter with like, "Oh, here's the poster and the IMDb link." And I was like, "What is this movie?" And then I was like, where can I see it? How can I see it? I couldn't find it anywhere. And then luckily on Halloween, um, on YouTube, a YouTube channel, a big horror YouTube channel, yeah. um, I'm guessing they did a deal with you and they, they put it on um, on their YouTube channel for free to watch. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, I, they, I watched they, it that night. I came home from a screening of host on Halloween, came home two in the morning, stuck it on. And I was like, wow, wow. This yeah. is so yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, you you couldn't find it anywhere in the in the in the UK because it is also on 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 Amazon Prime UK. Yeah, it didn't show up when you. No, were, was you it? Don't have Prime. No, I have Prime. It wasn't. It wasn't on there for free though, was it? You'd have to pay for it, right? No, no, no. It's for it's on Prime. I mean, oh, yeah, it's on Prime. I know it's on Prime now, but I don't know if was it on Prime before Halloween. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh it wow! Was, um, I haven't. So, I have. I never looked very well then. But um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad it's out there, available for people to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the that that YouTube YouTube channel that released it also, um, practically the movie has a US distributor. Yeah. And they put it on lots and lots and lots of platforms. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't bring it there on 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 the top ones on on Netflix and on Shudder. They they didn't take it. Uh -huh. um, but now now I told them because now the the, the movie is starting to have this new news. Uh, a new surge in popularity, like it's yeah. still growing, like other films, usually when they approach three years, four years, five years old, they kind of die. In my case, it's the opposite because it was this thing that people are, because I didn't have the, the means to promote it, you know, it was yeah. such an indie effort. Uh, the more years pass, the more people are discovering it, you know, and they are wow, wow, wow. So now I even told my distributor, hey, like, can you message Shudder again? Maybe now they will reconsider. <laughs> I, I think they might, you know, I, th I think they might. Um, they're always one for, if, if, if it's what people want, then I, I wouldn't be surprised um, to take it on. But it, it's been weird because your your film isn't the only kind of film recently in the found in the kind of low budget found footage mold that's kind of been rediscovered after after a couple of years because it's yours and also Megan is missing. Yeah, um, that have one you, with the with the, yeah. with the TikTok right thing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, I think back in June, I put a list of my top ten found footage films on on Twitter, 
and one of those was was um, Megan uh, is missing, and everyone was like, "What is Megan is missing?" So it's really <laughs> strange that now it's just like it's the, one of the most talked about ones um, around. Um, obviously, obviously, you're a fan of found footage movies, as per your your website, your manifesto, which we'll come into in a little bit. Yeah. But what what made you? Essentially, your debut feature film. What made you want to do a found footage movie? Like, like, what made me want to make it found footage, right? Yeah. Like, 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 what drew me to the found footage thing? Yeah. Well, that I think, I think there are, I think there are multiple reasons. Um, um, I, I would say the the the, the first reason was. Um, <clears throat> okay, I come from a background in acting. Okay, so I studied this uh, revolutionary uh, method of acting, which was uh, invented by a, uh, by a Romanian acting teacher called Ion Kojar. So he had these. He had, he had two revolutionary methods. One was a revolutionary thing that he did in in theater directing, and one the other one was in acting. So on the directing side, he had this thing of making these shows that have that have no element whatsoever to remind people that they are watching a show. You know, he wanted audiences to fully empathize with what they see, mm -hmm. to look into uh, that what they see to look one hundred percentage fully as reality. You know, to be like, oh my God, is this real? Are we watching a show? You know, he had this aim in, in directing and also in acting. In acting, he also had this aim to for the actors to not act, to not uh, pretend, to not play theater, you know, yeah. uh, and to actually go through an actual process just like we go in real life, you know, through um, a process and at the, end, at, at, at the end of which they could be totally changed, transformed the way we are in real life transformed when we go through uh, a conflict, through anything else. So... Uh, so, he, so kind of uh, this, uh, this uh, combining these these two acting methods and 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 directing methods he he had he sought to achieve this ultimate empathy between the audience and what they see you know in a, in a theater show you know mm -hmm. uh, something that looks that practically doesn't look real something that is real you know yeah so. I come from this background and at some point I just realized, hey, I was so fascinated with this. I was doing a one-man show uh, and at some point I realized, hey, just a second, like that movie that I saw like years ago when I was a teenager, The Blair Witch Project, mm -hmm. they did the same. They yeah. did the same thing only in the movie area, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, actors going through this uh, authentic process, you know, not acting things happening to them uh, yeah. uh, for real to a certain point. And uh, literally the movie removing any elements whatsoever that that could remind anyone that it's just a movie, you know, like you could you could fully believe what you see there. And and I realized, wow, that's the that's the thing, like uh I can apply these things that I learned from from acting and from theater, and I can apply them in in film, uh, which is which is actually my true passion, you know. Because one of the films that impressed me so much uh, when I was a teenager was 2001: Space Odyssey, and then I became crazy, like constantly watching so many movies and reading about film history and all that and and then this passion for film was left a little bit behind when I started acting but afterwards making the connection between 
what I learned in acting and theater, making the connection with Fandujic, I rediscovered film and I turned back to film. Mm -hmm. So that's how I that's how I decided to do it, Fandujic. And the second reason is obviously also the uh, the the financial one because um, I think you can you can do great things. Uh, but but in my case, it was this thing like. Um, I mean, I, I'm not choosing found footage, thinking that oh, it's a it's a it's a lower way of making a filmmaking, cheaper, yeah. but, but I will do it because it's cheaper. No, on the contrary, I think it is cheaper, but at the same time, I think you literally can achieve more creative. You can have more freedom, both as an actor as and as a creator, as a director, as a filmmaker, yeah. with found footage than with traditional filmmaking. And with less money, because you don't yeah. need expensive gears, you don't need expensive lights, you don't need expensive uh, camera to convince the people that they do not see, that to convince, uh, in order to make the camera invisible, okay, you need, for traditional filmmaking, you need all kinds of expensive gears, but you don't need, why would you spend all those money to convince the people that there is no camera recording, when you can just include the camera in the story, and then you don't need to spend yeah. all that money. You know, but that's it, the thing. Same thing. <laughs> a lot of filmmakers, a lot of filmmakers I follow on Twitter, um, they seem to. One of the the main issues, I believe, in in filmmakers' minds, is they they put obstacles in front of themselves, and these obstacles are made up. Yeah. Um, the fact, oh yeah, we can't afford a big camera, we can't afford a whole team. You've got a yeah. film studio in your pocket. If you've got a phone, you've got a film studio in your pocket. Exactly. Like, exactly. You have, there is no, there are no more excuses. You can exactly. edit on your phone. You can edit on your computer. You don't need a full team. All the mo some of the most um, financially successful horror movies of all time are found footage movies. Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, yeah. Wreck. The, exactly. These, these things exactly. should be. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's almost out of necessity because obviously if you're an upcoming filmmaker, you're not going to be given millions and millions of pounds to make a movie. But it's also like necessity is the, is the mother of invention. You you have the opportunity to make any film you want, really. All yeah. you have to do is um, just do it in a fan footage style. Um, and that's yeah. what I love about about uh, Be My Cat. It. I think it uses some of the the, the techniques um, that you, that you mentioned that you, you got from the, your Romanian kind of mentor guy. Um, but it also <laughs> has a lot of the the found footage um, tried and, and and tested tropes that we see in the Blair Witch Project that we see in Paranormal Activity. For instance, you're using your real name. You're using yeah. the act actresses are using their real name. Yeah, yeah. Real conversations that are kind of improv worked on. Um, and I think this, the, the, the most important thing with found footage movies is to keep that authenticity. Anything that 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 looks like artifice, anything that gets in the way of authenticity, is uh, it detracts from your, your overall film. And I think your film is it, almost like a snuff film. When I watched it, I was like, there's almost no artifice here. It feels so real. And that's why it's so effective. Um so what what was the process in actually constructing the the film from from, from the start? Well, um the thing is this. Um everything started from actually from my character in the film. Because I <coughs> I worked on 
I, I started working on this character practically five years before doing the movie, but right. not without before having even the movie in mind, <laughs> because I first uh, played a similar character in uh, at the end of a show in in my masters in when I was studying acting, and then I transformed that into into a one man show, and I was playing this. Uh, uh, a similar guy to the one I'm playing in Be My Cat. And uh, during that, uh, again, that one-man show was like totally conceived. My B, I did everything, directing, acting, everything. So um, after every performance, I used to, again, kind of uh, go deeper into my research, you know, get closer, get closer to this character. So it evolved, it evolved, it evolved. And and then when I, when I did Be My Cat, practically I... Uh, I adapted, I didn't adapt the one-man show, but I adapted my character. So practically... Uh, my character uh, uh, a lot, um, how should I say, attracted the movie, like created the movie yeah. because everything like it, it's practically me assuming the psychology of this guy who just wants to uh, convince Anne Hathaway to come to Romania and make a movie with him in his attic. So all my, all my efforts. <laughs> so cool. It's such a cool. When I explain this one to other people, I say, yeah, it's about a guy that really wants Anne Hathaway to be in his movie. And like, they're like, what, what, what is this movie? It's great. Yeah. So, um, um, so, um, uh, there's so many things about the, 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 the about but the process. The question is, wow. is why Anne Hathaway? Okay, why Anne Hathaway? The thing is this, uh, that um, the, the character that I was playing in, in that um, um, one-man show, which inspired my character in, in Be My Cat, mm -hmm. he had an issue with cats, with his sister's cat and stuff like that. And he also was obsessed with an actress. In the one-man show, I used uh, the name of a real Romanian actress in the show. And that even created some, a little bit... Um, um, controversy in Romania in the indie acting scene like oh my god are you really <laughs> obsessed with that actress no <laughs> I'm just <laughs> okay so um, and then I real I thought okay if I am I'm to do this to translate this into a movie uh, it has to be uh, it has to be something to do with cats yeah. And I have to use the name of a real actress. It has to be a real actress in order for the people to connect to, for, 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 for this to be real, as real as possible. And of course, it has to be an internationally known actress. And uh, so an internationally known actress that has something to do with cats and also has to be <laughs> one that has to be one that I also appreciate because yeah. I need to build on a real appreciation of mine and to transform that into an obsession for my character. Okay. Yeah. Because I cannot, it's, I, I always believe that in acting, you need to start from, from something real in order to build. I, I don't believe in this, like you just uh, invent out of nowhere. So it just happened that I saw, actually, I don't think, I don't think I first saw uh, Dark Knight Rise. I think I first saw Le Miserable. So I was so oh, much yeah, yeah. impressed by Anne Hathaway's performance in Le Miserable, like super impressed. Mm -hmm. Brought me to tears. And, I, and then I think I saw uh, the Dark Knight Rises as well. So I thought, okay, I have. I'm super impressed with her acting. <laughs> she played this super hot Catwoman in the Dark mm -hmm. Knight Rises. So I can combine with that and make this obsession for her. And then... <laughs> this is how the <laughs> this is how the Anne Hathaway thing happened. It's yeah. great, and uh, and obviously she's an actress that's probably one of the handful of A-listers. Like she, you know, if she's in your movie, she'll she'll sell, she'll make people come and watch it. Was it kind of 
intentional that you knew your movie would be a low budget movie made it made in romania and i don't see that many romanian horror films to be quite mm. honest no. but having her name on your in the title of your film or at least the first name did did you consciously think instead of using a romanian actress if you use a hollywood actress it might bring fans of anne hathaway into the film was that ever a conscious uh, I, I I used um, I used her name into I didn't think maybe very little but my hopes yeah. were kind of two one was uh, it's going to be an interesting hook you know because um, at the same time uh, I don't know I would thought maybe also just messaging distributors you know or. Um, people in the film industry. Hey, I this movie about this guy obsessed with Anne Hathaway. And they, oh, Anne Hathaway. It just, yeah, this yeah, will make yeah. them click and continue to read the email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. Yeah, this uh, this was one thing. And another thing that I I was kind of hoping, which never happened. Uh, it was a long shot, actually. I back then I thought it's more possible, but now I realized actually no, it was a really really long <laughs> shot. Uh, that maybe something will happen and at some point Anne Hathaway might say something about, yeah, about yeah. this. Or if not, she says something, maybe imagine her being invited to one of those talk shows when they are being asked all kinds of weird questions and somebody asking her, oh, did you know there's a Romanian movie with your name in the title and her saying, I mean, this would, and this would, uh, would throw the film into a viral. Yeah, uh, I think status. it's, I think it's going to happen. I do think sometime <laughs> soon someone's going to ask her that question. Um, and she'll Hopefully. be like, no, send it to me, send it to me. And then and then you'll see uh, you in court or something. <laughs> no. um, so like, and it, this is something, because I think people who listen to my podcast, most of them are like filmmakers, upcoming filmmakers, writers. What was the process? Because obviously... You, you, you've you've seen host and I know the process that we went through in order to kind of write it. What was the process for you to write it? Did, what kind of structure was it? Did it okay. follow mm-hmm. the kind of Blair Witch style, um, uh, which was essentially. Yeah. So I, I practically, yeah, I, I was, in, I used both my experience in, in, in acting and theater and combined with what the guys did in the Blair Witch project. So the idea was this, the idea was, months in advance before shooting, uh, we built uh, the circumstances. And we, we already talked about this in another uh, podcast, but I will <laughs> yeah, no, repeat actually uh, some of cool. the things. So yeah, um, uh, so my idea was this, like we work months in advance uh, on building all the circumstances, um, psychological, all types of obstacles, all types of things. Like uh, we build all the circumstances in a way to create uh, to create this fictional reality, which is kind of parallel to our reality, so that when we start shooting, uh, practically that reality that we created months in, adva- in advance will start unfolding, will have a life of itself. And all we have to do is to record, you know? So practically the huge amount of work is actually done in advance, like huge discussions with the actresses. I did the casting online. I had huge discussions with them in a, in a, in email messages, constantly giving them, that's how I call homeworks, homework mm-hmm. number one, homework number two, homework, very long emails, all the things, all their, all their goals, all their expectations. Um, uh, what do they have to do when they come meet me? What do they fear? Stuff like that. Different goals. I even, I even at some point, I, 
community member giving them, hey, like, I want you to choose between these three goals that you need to have towards my character, towards the director or the expectation, but I don't want you to tell me. Yeah. I want you to, because I also wanted during improvisations to be surprised myself as an yeah. actor by the things that they would, would come up with, you know? And for example, that scene with Flory, when she says like, like, fuck me, that was so, that was, she chose that thing without me knowing. And <laughs> that was quite a surprise, actually. I didn't, I didn't yeah. expect that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, this was one thing. Uh, another thing was, uh, again, living in character. Like I chose to uh, move to, um, um, move to my mom's house kind of an year in advance and literally not socializing, constantly mm -hmm. uh, living inside, like uh, trying to get more closer to this type of weirdo that that uh, doesn't have any type of social interactions or whatever. And at the same time, I was thinking, okay, but living this way will also uh, help me put money aside because I was very short on money, okay? So no <laughs> social life, <laughs> I have more money to make the film. And also, um, for example, I, made, I met the actresses for the first time in character, you know? And mm -hmm. we had, actually we had this language switch in advance. I told the actresses, hey, in order to not get crazy during shootings, whenever we speak Romanian, uh, that means it's me as a director, you as an actress. We, that's my indication towards you. When I switch to English, that means that it's the psycho director giving the indications to the actress that you are playing, you know? So, so this, this switch uh, helped us a lot uh, because as you know, the, the, uh, the, we had no team again, yeah. intentionally, we had no team. We have no members present uh, during shooting only me and the actresses again, yeah. in order to create this reality, you know, because if you put a team, if you put some other people, uh, even though it's found footage, the actors, they see that there is somebody else there. And that takes away from the psychological reality. Yeah. You know, I wanted to fully have this fictional reality that just, 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 just uh, survives by itself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So for, for those that, that haven't seen the film yet, and you guys should, because you can see it for free on, on YouTube and on Amazon Prime, and you can buy it from, from Matron's website. The, the actual premise of the, of, the, of the film is you're trying to almost, in my mind, this is what I took from it, you're trying to make a teaser for Anne Hathaway using women that look almost like her, a little <laughs> bit like her, and you want to show her um, how scenes would play out if she was in it. So you you show her these glorious death scenes that you would do for for her. She was only if she only took a chance on you. Um, and I love it. And like it, it, the, the it's, I mean, I guess it's not funny because because people are dying. But it's like okay. you, you, you 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 the first actress that that comes, you kill her. And you're like, see Anne, this is this is this is for you, Anne. And then you were like, then you're like, and then you do it again because you want you want more takes of the of these deaths to show to, to Anne Hathaway. Um, what what is going through the mind of the character Adrian at the time? What's what is he trying to achieve by killing all these women? Um, uh, <coughs> it, it, does that does it actually need to make sense, or is it just? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, it yeah, makes sense. I, it oh, makes sorry. sense. I, I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm just giving it a thought because that is a question nobody asked me ever before. In, oh, that's good. <laughs> there are questions that have been asked, you know, and I have a, that answer comes like, oh, okay. <laughs> but this one, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I need a process of thought here to actually see what happened in my mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, the thing is, is, I think, 
from what I remember as well, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he saw her like, okay, so here's the thing. So there is me, Adrian, okay, who actually wanted, uh, I'm not talking about my character, I'm talking yeah. about myself. Yeah. Back then, I was actually more into this, uh, more than I am today, more into this total living in character. You know, I was seeking for this ultimate, absolute truth in acting, you know, where yeah. you uh, totally live in character for a while and you get transformed. So I was seeking for this transformation because I think our, our acting teachers were a little bit crazy in their ideas idealism you know like they were seeking for this like at the end of a at the end of a performance you actually have to be transformed as a human being you need to be a different person from who you were before because that's that's when the audiences will really feel that oh my god something really happened here they will have these thrills on their spine you know mm -hmm. so i was seeking to achieve this me as a person but my character he he has the same thing actually because I thought, okay, somehow, although I don't know how, somehow my character he also read probably Yorn Kojar's acting method. Mm -hmm. <laughs> somehow he learned, he read online about this, but he's pushing it even to further extremes. Okay, so you as and you and you are the greatest actress. Mm -hmm. but actually just a second not really the greatest if you really want to be the greatest you need to die for real for your role Understand. you know yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you fake that 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 is not going to be real you know like right. that is going to be the ultimate i think that was in my my character's mind i i cannot guarantee because a lot of time passed. yeah yeah, yeah i remember kind of this is what uh, what it was in his mind in a way yeah <laughs> yeah because it is and, and basically he was thinking and he was thinking that that Anne Hathaway would want this and would yeah because why wouldn't she want because she's already a great actress so the yeah, great yeah, actress yeah. that is their goal you know to sacrifice their life their personal life for a role you know <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and yeah. like I, I feel like the, the title of the film be be my cat like that that's interesting because if you're the whole thing is you're making a film for Anne Hathaway but then you're also with the title be my cat you're also asking her to be submissive to you so it's like I'm doing this for you but you're going to be my pet almost <laughs> it's, so yeah. there's, there's a there's a there's a there's that's a weird twisted. like yeah okay. that's twisted because in yeah. the end that's why for example uh okay uh, a little spoiler alert here <laughs> <laughs> that's why in in the end um the i asked the girl the last girl mm -hmm. that convinces him uh it's okay to talk about spoilers yeah 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 yeah, go for it. yeah, yeah. okay good <laughs> uh in the end uh, the, the last girl i'm i'm i asked her you know what you need to convince this guy that Actually, he doesn't want to be a filmmaker. That actually, he doesn't really want to make a film with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> that he actually wants her emotionally, sexually. That he wants to be with her as a man. Yeah. And he's just using this in order to get to that. Made him, make him realize this. Mm -hmm. That he is living in a lie. And he actually wants her and not to make a film with her. 
Yeah, and yeah. that's why we have that ending when he realizes, "Oh my God, I want the children with you, and I want the yeah. family with you." <laughs> it's a great and ending. Then, yeah. And then he stops filming, and that was a great uh, reason for me to end the film, you know, because that's why he stops recording because yeah. he doesn't have a reason anymore to make the film. So practically, the, uh, um, there are different layers here. The, the deepest layer is is this that he actually wants to be with Anne. Like he's just an obsessed. Fan, but an obsessed fan that that pushed his obsession to a level in he built this uh, e- extremely complex reason for why he wants for why he wants her to come to him. You know, you know, practically to a point of even lying to himself. Mm-hmm. And only the last girl makes him realize that actually he <laughs> that's not what he really wants. Yeah, <laughs> wants. And like that, that that's a good place to ask. Where did you where did you find this cast? Was it did you just put it out there? You advertised somewhere, or did you know these ladies beforehand? Because um, they were really, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I I made an audition. Uh, I uh, on online. I, I found them online, mm-hmm. and uh, they submitted some. Uh, only one of them. Only Flory. I knew her from fr- her from college. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was well, not in the same class with me, another class, but I knew her. Um, and uh, the other girls were found through through uh, casting calls that I just put online. I just put, I think, on my Facebook and on some some Romanian websites. Okay. And uh, I received a couple of applications, and I just selected them this way, and then. And then, as I said, we we kept in touch online, a lot of homeworks <laughs> to work on their roles and all that. And then we met directly in character because I thought that would be um, mm, that would give an extra authenticity yeah. feel to to everything. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, they were great. And I, I was looking at the the the, mm-hmm. the credits for for Be My Cat film for Anne. Your name was on it three hundred times. <laughs> like it's just like honestly, it's the most hilarious thing ever. Director Adrian Sauvé, writer, producer, cinematographer, editor, casting director, Look. production designer. It goes on forever. Like Look, <laughs> like like the thing was this. I thought of it first of all. I thought, okay, let's not credit myself for all the other things. Just just put director, producer, uh, and actor. <laughs> and writer and that's enough but then w- during the editing process and everything when I saw when I worked my ass off on all the details yeah. so much work I went into anxiety I said no I worked my ass off on all these things like no I'm gonna yeah. I credit myself <laughs> oh yeah no it's fair enough really. it's fair enough um and like so so this this film when it was first, how did you first release it initially? Like in 2015, 2016, what, what was the initial kind of release? Uh, the, the, so the, the world premiere, unfortunately, I missed a super wonderful festival. I missed uh, South by Southwest because I submitted to them in an initial version, which was longer, it was too long, 109 or 107 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the main reasons why they rejected it was because the film was too long. Mm-hmm. And back then I didn't have the patience to make it shorter and stuff like that and to resubmit it the next year. So I accepted the world premiere in, a, in still a great festival, which was Fantasporto Film Festival in, mm-hmm. in, in Portugal, that was mm-hmm. the world premiere. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, missing South by Southwest that that meant missing some opportunities of getting a, a bigger distributor, you know, and probably getting on bigger uh, channels like Shudder and stuff like that. 
so it had the world premiere in Fantasporto, and then it went to a night of horror film festival in Sydney. It won best film there. It also went to Nashville Film Festival. That's where I won best actor. Unfortunately, again, I regret so much not going to Nashville. I had no idea that a general non-horror festival would give me the, it, it, it had a horror section, you know, but I never imagined they would give me an award, you know. That's they great. Were, there were there were all these people in the committee that give me the award. Uh, for example, the woman who is the director of uh, one of the directors and producers of VHS. Oh, I nice. forgot her name right now, and I thought, ah, mm. damn, I could have made some connections there. Yeah, in totally. <laughs> I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I missed. Uh, I, I'm from time to time. Whenever I remember, it's good memories, but also it's this frustration that I missed some opportunities on the way with. <laughs> with some festivals and stuff. Yeah, so after that, um, <clears throat> I did a, a self-release mm-hmm. because I had a, I had a, I had a sales agent yep. who made me this offer saying like, oh, you know what? Like I can probably worldwide, I can get you about $11,000, you know? The movie had a $10,000 budget. Okay. And I thought it's too little. I thought I can make more money than this. So yeah. I rejected his offer. And mm-hmm. then... I'm not so sure if I did a good thing or not. <laughs> maybe, maybe I did, maybe not, you know, because, uh, and because then it was extremely, extremely hard to find distributors by myself without the sales agent. Mm-hmm. So I ended up initially self-distributing on Vimeo mm-hmm. for a while. At, I, in 2016, it was, uh, or at the end of 2016, at the end of 2016, I think, something like that. Uh, self-distributed for a period and then I found this uh, distributor from the US uh, Terror Films and then they took it and put it on Prime and iTunes right now it's no longer an iTunes and all these all these platforms Tubi, YouTube and so on mm-hmm. um, and now I also released it on DVD in two versions with two posters actually yeah. the content is the same but the posters are different because yeah. <laughs> people both love, love both posters and also uh, what, what really uh, made me feel so good, you know, because it was taken by this uh, cult distributor, Tetra Video, and they made this yeah. super cool release with with uh, this and Hathaway's face, right? Exactly, and Hathaway's <laughs> face with the cat eye. And initially, they did another poster, which they sent it to me, and I said, oh, you know what? I don't really like it." And I was, and then all of a sudden the second option they came with this Anne Hathaway idea without me telling them yeah, I only yeah, yeah. T- told them that I don't like the first one you know I'm so happy I said that because the second one was like oh my god I'm so happy <laughs> great <laughs> so cool and then so you, you had that and then recently now it's kind of it's kind of found its feet what do you put it down to what do you put it down to the fact that people are starting to discover it people are starting to talk about it more online it's it's gaining some traction what do you put that down to uh okay i i need <laughs> can you can you please use different words for what you put that down to i, I don't know this english <laughs> oh um, <laughs> um what what do you think the reason is for ah, okay. kind of resurgence? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I was guessing, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason, I think. Um, I think one of the, I, I think one of the reasons is because, I think this was supposed, in my opinion, I think this was supposed from the start to be a found footage hit. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm like, I think if this went 
to a bigger festival from the beginning, like Sundance, or if I had a connection, because I learned so many, some people, for example, when I went to a Night of Horror Film Festival, some people said, oh my God, man, you don't know, you don't go into festivals by submitting. You need to know somebody there and all stuff. And I was very- <laughs> Wow, that's depressing, isn't it? It's very depressing. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> so uh, if my movie got into a bigger festival from the start, uh, I got the attention of a bigger distributor, like, I don't know, people with power in the industry. Like, and I think this could have became not like, not like, uh, because it's more niche in its subject, not, of course, not like paranormal activity, but still much more bigger from the start yeah. because it has this hook. So I think this, although although the subject is is weird, it's not for everybody. It has this Anne Hathaway hook, and a lot of distributors, bigger one, I think, would have been interested in that. And they might have even made this this trailer, which a little bit, you know, there are those films that are that are quite weird, but they have a trailer which is more popular, kind of the way it happened with the witch. Yeah, like yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. people thought, oh, it's going to be this witch that eats children, and then yeah. they went, they paid. The movie was successful, but then they were disappointed. Anyway, I think my my movie could have went that path. Some distributor to make it look super appealing and commercial. Of course, some people would have been disappointed by yeah. <laughs> what they will end up seeing inside <laughs> because they would ex- ex- expect probably something more unhattoish, <laughs> unhattoish. Unhattoish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but I think because I didn't have these connections and these things, I think I had a kind of a, a hit a movie with the potential to be a hit mm-hmm. which didn't reach the people literally because yeah. I, I could i didn't have the means mm-hmm. so when it ended up on the market the people that got in touch with it everybody felt the same oh my god this movie feels like and sounds and looks like something that should be much bigger why mm-hmm. isn't it why isn't it and everybody people constantly messaging me whenever they see this film they say oh my god i, I told all my friends about it I think that's one of the reasons. Whoever watches it feels like, oh my God, it's like discovering a, a, a Blair Witch that nobody heard about. This is not normal. Yeah. Dist- they, distribution they is like so talking, important. Talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they feel like talking to people, to friends and all that. And I think that is one of the reasons. And I'm thinking also maybe maybe another smaller reason, I would say. Um, lately, I became, I decided to be much more engaged with fans, for example. I joined mm-hmm. a, fa- a found footage group I'm constantly oh, nice. engaging, engaging. Are they talking about host on there? What, what? Do they talk, yeah. uh, I'm not on Facebook. Do they talk about host on in the yeah. fan footage group? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say hello and, for and me. It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice to engage there. Uh, there's this found footage movie group. Like now there's another one or three of them. And uh, very powerful, very engaged community. I mean, oh, wow, nice. th- those are fans that once they learn and they love your film, they would constantly support it, constantly share about it, you know? And um, so cool. I think that's also extremely important for, especially for indie people, because when you are big, when you are big, you know, uh, and I literally added, I lit- whenever I saw somebody loving or liking my film, I added them as a friend on Facebook, you know? Because you are, the idea is that, oh, you are a filmmaker and you think that, oh, you should be somebody and people should like, should follow, should add you. 
And I thought, actually, no, that's a stupid ego. That's a stupid point of view to view things. Like, I mean, I when you are when you are a Hollywood celebrity and you had an entire machine that promotes your film, then you can say, oh, fuck it. I will just go there and I say, oh, I love my fans. Well, actually, they don't care about their fans. But they I say follow that. everybody that everybody that follows me, everybody who talks about host, follow. Uh, because those <laughs> yeah. are the people who will support yeah. you. and like Exactly, exactly. And I, I think, I feel like as an indie person who doesn't have the Hollywood machine, I need to bring my, I need to keep my people close, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. You, 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 for example, you like, uh, you like uh, um, uh, a big Hollywood production from a filmmaker. You Me, like I, a filmmaker. I, I, I am, I am the least Hollywood industry person you can imagine. I hate, I hate the industry side. I promise you, I hate it. <laughs> like I am the oh. least Hollywood person. But go. Because yeah. <laughs> I was thinking this way, like like a person when they like a, a mainstream film, you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 and and then they don't have to be friends with that person or anything. Somehow, because of the power, they, they, uh, in their news feed, in the news, they will automatically see the next movie of that person, you know, True, because it's yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. But when somebody likes my film, Be My Cat, there is a chance, the chance is the opposite. There is a chance they will never hear even about my next film, you know. Yeah. So because of that, I decided, okay, I need to reach out to people. You know, I need to bring them close to me manually, literally, one yeah. by one. And maybe and, one day they can be they can be your cat. <laughs> like, and I also enjoy that. I realized I liked so much to connect with with fans, and yeah, I I, I I'm I'm lucky because I think there are a lot of f filmmakers who are more shy. You know, they they don't feel like they feel this anxiety of connecting yeah. with me. And I realized I don't have. I am a person that has usually has this a little bit of social anxiety. You know, I don't like so much in going out there, but when it's about uh, fans of the movie, probably because probably because I don't feel judged, probably because I feel like they love me and love what yeah, I did. Yeah, exactly. I'm so much, my heart opens and I feel like loving, the, loving yeah. them back immediately, you know, well, like, oh my I God. Think, I think you hit upon something. The fact like, just in my experience, we when we released Host, we didn't have a poster, we didn't have a trailer. There was no advertising. Nobody was talking about it. It just it just went on shutter, um, and it's from the cast and the crew just saying, "Hey, we have this film out on on Twitter." It that's how it blew up. Word of mouth. People saying, "Oh, have you seen this film? Have you seen this film?" And just talking. And and none of the girls from the film were actually on. They 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 tweeted a few times here and there, but they weren't regular Twitter users. But then as soon as the as soon as the fans saw that the girls were on Twitter. Then they were, then it just blew up. They were like, "Oh my god, I can get, I can talk to the people from the film I just watched." And you never get that. You don't get Anne Hathaway on Twitter discussing and making jokes with with her fans. On <laughs> you, you, you don't get that. You don't get yeah. Christian Bale saying, "Hey guys, like, what did you think of this bit?" And here's some behind the scenes. And um, yeah, and I think it's yeah. really important for for an for an indie film that doesn't have a massive marketing budget because marketing can can put your film in front of millions of people's eyes but then i feel that's a little bit forced if it's mm. organic and word of mouth it's it, mm. it it makes them stay longer i think yeah um, yeah yeah i think you're right yeah yeah it's something it's something really deep and personal yeah. yes yes it's very good to have this day. but you you being you being you you're not liking hollywood and all these things like how i i have if i can like have a question for ask you me anything you want anything you want how, how do you think this will because for example now you have projects with bloomhouse with 
in my opinion, maybe Blumhouse started as an anti-establishment, but now they are the establishment. Now they are Hollywood. Yeah. So practically, how do you think this will work out for you? Not liking you. You say you don't like, but at the same time, you you are on the way or actually working with Hollywood right now. So after, I, I didn't have a manager or an agent or anything okay before host then when host came out i obviously it, it kind of it did really well everyone's talking about it so that's when like i had people asking me hey do you want to work on this do you want to work on this and i'm like i don't know what's going on i'm not a professional in the in the film industry i need someone to look after that for me so yeah it was actually shudder that got me a manager just look after so I don't even have to think about it. So that's how I deal with it. I don't even think about the industry oh. side of things. I have a someone whose job it is to do all that crap for me so mm. I can just live in my own world in London, go go and find VHS horror movies in, in the markets, which I did today. I went to the market and tried to find VHS that's rained upon. I've just, I've just, that's that's what I do, um, and that's how I just I pretend I pretend that isn't happening. All these like crazy deals that are happening, and all these meetings. Did you did you did you did you reach out to Shadow or they reached out to you? I, I'm curious because I always they, hear about these things. Ah, oh, you don't reach to managers. Only when you are known enough, they will reach to you. How how is the actual thing? The, um, this is how I believe it went down. Mm. Um, maybe I'm going to, I'll be speaking out of school a little bit here, but when hosts obviously did well, then people want the next film. So um, I think, I think it was because it's just out of necessity. It would be easier to negotiate with, instead of negotiating with me, who I don't know, I don't know what's going on. It's better yeah. for Shudder or whoever or Blumhouse to negotiate with a professional because oh, I don't okay. know. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's right or what's not so it was actually shudder who suggested to me they were like if if you ever want a manager we know someone that's really really cool ah, and, I, and okay. i said and i said back to them well they need to be chill they need to <laughs> kind of they just need to kind of just be quiet and but but find me really cool stuff and and won't be offended if i say no to stuff um and they found me genuinely i swear he's like the best manager Wow. in the world he's so so good um and i'm really really lucky and he's kind of putting me in these crazy cool meetings and um this a whole load of stuff that hasn't been announced yet but it's some really cool stuff happening um wow. so so now i see the benefit so i know i have to play the game but i'm letting someone else play the game for me yeah. when I'm, I'm here just la 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 do my yeah. own thing um, <laughs> wow so good wow yeah. i think that I think that's my dream as well. I always thought of that. Oh, you yeah. can, honestly, like I, I think, I think after because being my cat's only the first of a trilogy, right? So you've yeah. got you've got two more to go. You've got we put the world to sleep as the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want, do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah, I can say so. Uh, we put the world to sleep is uh, <laughs> it's a super ambitious project, which is super risky, like. If you think I took risks, by the way, at some point you asked about the script. Be My Cat had some points, only some uh, plot points. points. Yeah. It didn't have really um, a, a written dialogue. So we just improvised in between those plot points. Uh, but the improvisation was controlled due to all the months of working on our roles. So everything was controlled. Controlled, but not controlled. <laughs> okay. Um, for We Put the World to Sleep, I took even bigger risks. Um, I kept even those plot points even more to, to, to a minimal. Mm -hmm. 
So I thought just, uh, I, I thought just let's just move forward with improvisation without knowing even less less than I knew in Be My Cat where we are going to end up with it. And I, I thought, can we as actors literally discover the story of the film while also improvising? Like, can we do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we manage that or not. I'm like, I'm so afraid. We shot 100 hours of footage. Yeah. Uh, we might end up, we might have to go back, return to shooting because I, 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 I'm not going to... I'm, Sorry, I'm so, so you, you shot 100 hours of footage for We Put the World to Sleep? Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about we put the world to sleep now. Yeah, because and 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 you you know the same method I used in be my cat because I, I feel like I, I'm I'm viewing I'm seeing myself working like I'm shooting a lot of footage, yeah. and then I look at it as a documentary filmmaker mm-hmm. would look at archive footage and I think like okay let's see what film can we put together from all this footage. Yeah. Um, and this method of work, unfortunately, is is also. Uh, I, I don't think the industry loves it, you know, because it's it's very hard for me to convince. I'm probably if I make two or three films this way, two two films at least this way, and they are successful, only then probably I will be able to co- go to a bigger distributor and say, look, this is how I work and I'm successful. You need to trust yeah. me. I don't have a script, but you need to trust me because I did two before and they were successful. So <laughs> this is like, to, to be honest, this is exactly what we did with 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 Blumhouse, like it's not like we're saying to them, "Hey, we have a script." We're just yeah. saying to them, we we just say to them because we're we're doing th- three films with them. They're just trusting us. They're just they just trust us. Wow. They're just saying, like we we don't have a script yet. We'll we'll figure it out as we go along. We'll yeah. write some bullet points. We'll we'll do the structure. <laughs> Tr- mm. Just trust us. And and like Shudder did, Shudder trusted us. We delivered host. We're just, we're asking Blumhouse, look what we did when people trust us. Just trust us. And and they but, are. But Shudder, Shudder trusted you, but also you 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 had a background. You you told me from another uh, um, in short uh, films podcast. Yeah, you had the background successful short film in Sundance. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's good you have a to have a still a background. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still it's still like quite. What's the word? It's brave. It, it's kind of brave of them because it, yes, it isn't it like is. this is a. It wasn't scripted, and, and we were making it in lockdown. Um, but that's that's why I think. Um, What's your footage. budget? Is it is it public? Can you or no? Um, or I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after okay. the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I learned I learned this from listening to another podcast. N- n- never never tell people your budget because uh-huh. then on your next film they'll think they'll want you to do it again for the same budget and like so never tell people your budget. Um, okay. <laughs> but the, um, the 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 found footage kind of um, angle. You're going to do that for the for the next two films as well or oh, for we put the word to sleep uh yes but more like more like i think more like mockumentary this is still right. like fun footage more, more, because the the um anyway i don't want to talk because i will give spoilers if i say okay, okay. yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, basically the story is about uh, um these two lovers who um work on a film no so just say <laughs> I'm <laughs> confused a little bit <laughs> because of the film within film within film and so on structure. I, mm-hmm. I went like with the meta structure, I went to extremes for we put the world to sleep. So there are these two people working on a film about ending the world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they become lost in their characters. Mm-hmm. 
so they, cool. they, they make a film about ending the world and they also play the main characters ending the world in that film. Yeah. <laughs> so they become lost, they become lost in their characters and decide to end the world for real at some point. And awesome. they use the production and they use the budget they have in order to find ways to, to end the world for real. That's and they, they also uh, uh, use that as justification because if the authorities or somebody asks like, oh, why do you want information about uh, nuclear weapons or whatever? Because they're making a film about ending the world, so we are doing research. So they have a, the perfect cover-up and, and they also have the perfect cover-up for recording all this. And is there, a for- is there a danger if, you, if you're using the techniques of your Romanian uh, drama teacher, is there a danger of you getting lost in this character and actually wanting to end the world? Look how it happened. Uh, for, for We Put the World to Sleep, I started with the idea of fully going into this character and I wanted to go around the world and and uh, to shot it in multiple countries, constantly living in character. <laughs> but we we encountered we encountered some problems with the budget. We we've been scammed by a producer. Oh, it was really? horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a longer story. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going into it right no. now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we've encountered some difficulties. So then we realized, oh my god, we have much less money to make the film. So. We decided to keep it more psychological and to bring it more to me. Instead of me leaving, going more towards the character, bringing the character more towards me, towards my my real views and stuff like that. So uh, I think uh, if Be My Cat, there are some people, in, in Be My Cat, there are some people who think that, oh, how much is it you and how much is the character? But of course, probably professionals don't think this way who are used with this foul footage style. But I think we yeah. put the word to sleep Really, I think even professional in the industry, they will not know where when when the character ends and when the when I perfect. begin or the other way around. <laughs> the perfect fan footage movie, the perfect <laughs> level of authenticity. That's great. And then, what's the third film? Then, what's the? Do you have an idea for the for the third film? In yes, the, uh, the, the, the third trilogy? film. Ah, yeah. By the way, and the, the trilogy is also connected by the fact that uh, there are common common characters and common. Um, uh, so, 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 so there's going to be some be my cat. There are going to be some be, be my cat elements, and we put the world to sleep. Awesome. Uh, and some common universes. It's, uh, and also, it's it's uh, it's a meta trilogy. Just like calling it a meta trilogy because mm-hmm. all three will have this meta element or film within film element. Yeah. And the third one, Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, so if if be my cat was be my cat, in we put the world to sleep. I wanted to kind of mix. Uh, the, was born as a desire of mine to mix the, the, the metaphysics in 2001 A Space Odyssey with the realism in the Blair Witch Project. Kind of that was my ambition because I felt, oh my God, Blair Witch was great in terms of realism. It was perfect, not great, it was perfect. Yeah. But it didn't fully satisfy me, uh, or at least now, probably I become more mature in time or I don't know. It doesn't satisfy me on a on a human level, you know, it doesn't have a, a discussions about the human nature. You know, it doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not in Ingmar Bergman. Okay. <laughs> do, you, but do you think, do you think the Blair Witch Project needed that? Do you think it needed a discussion? The, about it, 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 the Blair Witch Project didn't need that, but I think, right. the, I think there is the potential in the found footage 
genre for much more deeper films because they are mainly used for uh, horror and more um, uh, or superficial stories. Yeah, yeah. It's not, and I think there is, I think there is more potential for found footage. Yeah. You know, I think it can be used in drama. I think it can be used efficiently. Uh, imagine seeing, imagine seeing, imagine think think of a of a drama that you like that you really 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 like uh, tore you up inside, and imagine that same drama done by I don't know a great director. That's why I said Kubrick, Bergman, or whatever. Yeah. yeah imagine yeah. that same drama done found footage in a way that you empathize literally one thousand times more with yeah. the characters. You know, imagine that impact, what would have on you, you know, like, oh my God. Yeah. Even like <laughs> rom-com, but I, I was thinking about potentially mm. you could do a, like one of the, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of ro- uh, romantic comedies, but mm. I think When Harry Met Sally is almost the perfect movie as well. I don't know if you've mm. seen When, when Harry yeah, Met Sally, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I found footage version of When Harry Met Sally <laughs> about these two people who shouldn't really be together, but they're kind of drawn together. Yeah. would make a really cool found footage movie, um, uh, I think. Um, yeah, but but yeah. So so you have all of these elements in the third one as well. In in the, and in the third one, uh, the doc- so in, in this one was metaphysics combined with realism, and in the third one with different types of metaphysics. That's the, uh, that's um, me bringing to life my passion for this Frankenstein uh, um, uh, concept. You yeah. know, this monster who is actually uh, so vulnerable and. Uh, also, this life and death situation. There, I'm going to talk about about um, about death, actually. <laughs> okay. About nice. uh, here about the idea of ending things, but in a different way, not like in we put the world to sleep. How do you how do you come to term with with death? <laughs> and are are you going to play Doctor Frankenstein, or are you playing the monster, or both? The the, the monster, the monster. Oh, interesting! Excellent. Yeah. But don't don't expect like makeup and stuff. I mean, it's going to be in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Psychological. <laughs> yeah, but are you are you essentially going to follow the Mary Shelley Frankenstein plot? Uh, the, 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 um, very much modified. Okay. It just yeah, it's, just the concepts. Just, just as a basic inspiration. It's right, going right. to be so much mine to the point of. Um, probably un- unrecognizable <laughs> yeah, interesting there's yeah. um l- later on today i'm speaking to the director and actor larry uh, fessenden i don't know if you know him but he he just released a um a new film on shudder called depraved which is his version of the frankenstein story mm. very interesting really unusual kind of take on it um mm. set in like new york i think it's really really cool um but it's one of those stories one of those that kind of it transcends time because it's just about the the what human beings want more than anything which is to to bring back the person that you love who's who's died and um and also eternal life so it is one of those things that from the from the dawn of history man has been kind of after and um that's why that story I feel is mm. kind of like transcends yeah. time. It's 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 a wonderful story and it's so good that it's in the public domain and we can all <laughs> we can yeah. all use it. <laughs> it's true. Um, so besides what we, we we've spoken about, um, what else have you got going on? Do you have any other kind of like projects I, that you that you want to want to do? 
Yeah, there, there, there is a short film which I'm, I'm about to shoot it now in January. Oh, and, nice. And again, I, I found that hook, you know, just like Be My Cat. Be My Cat had the Anne Hathaway hook. We put the word to sleep, <laughs> has this interesting ending the world hook. Frankenstein yeah. is Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And this uh, this short film that I want to make now, I never thought of making shorts, but all of a sudden I had this idea. Yeah, that's um, cool. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I called it Transploitation. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you write, um, put this online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's about uh, it's 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 about uh, this YouTuber who has this YouTube show about rare rare collectibles, mm-hmm. and at some point he somehow manages to get his hand on on the same iPhone that uh, Trump used to order a missile strike. So, <laughs> um, and he records literally that episode that uh, that show with with that same iPhone and. It's supernatural and metaphysical horror and political satire at the same time. <laughs> and That's it's great. not going to be only about Trump. Like there, there, there's going to be surprises on the way. <laughs> and and how, how long, how long would, what will that be? Uh, uh, the, the short. Yeah. The short, I think is going to be very short. I think, I think between, between two and 10 minutes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Good, it, good it, it started. It started. It started uh, as a. Um, the idea for the short came to me from from. Um, I, I, I've been a judge for the World Monologue Games, um, started by this Australian guy Pete Maliki. So he had this idea to make this international Olympics for actors. With uh, they all submitted game, uh, monologues now during COVID times. Mm-hmm. I was a jury there. So then he had the idea, oh, let's make World Monologue Film Festival as well, <laughs> with very short uh, films with only one person, uh, one, one actor, uh, max, at, at, at most two minutes. So I thought, okay, what can I do? I want to, let's do something. Instead of being a judge, let's do something. Let's be a filmmaker and an actor. And that's how I came with the idea. So if I manage to keep it in two minutes, good, I will submit it there. But it, it might, if it end up being longer than two minutes, we will see. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what you do. Um, what, before, before we go, are there any films that you've seen recently, especially in the fan footage genre, that you think is, is underappreciated and you think more people should see? Um, uh, can, you, can you believe that... Starting in 2015, I've mm-hmm. seen so little films. Like oh, after yeah? making, uh, till making Be My Cat, I was seeing constantly was watching films. After making Be My Cat, I started to be like crazy busy. Only like wh- whenever I have a spare time, instead of using it for myself to watch a film, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, what about connecting with more fans about the movie? What about yeah. uh, a little bit promoting? What about doing some more campaign? And so practically I'm using my spare time for work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's exciting and I like it. It's, it's, it's stressful and at the same time I like it. I don't know. It's a type of indie workaholism. <laughs> I don't no, know it's good. <laughs> no, that, that, that's good. I, I wish I had that, that work ethic. I'm, I'm very much uh, a person that procrastinates a lot. Um, and I always try, I always wake up with the best intentions of doing lots of work, but then I end up watching three films in a row, going to uh, bed angry at myself. <laughs> I, I understand you because I, I, I don't have, okay, I, I, I told you this, but from time to time, I also uh, grift into other areas like watching some politic 
uh, watching Jimmy Dore or some anti-establishment leftist mm-hmm. videos on, on, <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. And But at the same time, I'm trying to use even that thing, that time, I'm trying to, trying to use it constructively because we put the word to sleep is going to be political as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate in my art as much as possible of my personal life. So let's say I go through a process, I learn something about politics, I see a video and then I think, huh, what about including something about this in, in We Put the World to Sleep as well? Ah, good idea. So, and then, and then I don't have to feel bad about, about, about wasting time, you know, yeah. or about doing things that do not push my career forward. I don't have to feel bad because I actually including those things in my career. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you, you are and you are like very political on like like online. I've, I've noticed. Um, yes, yes. So we, won't, we won't go to that too much, but where can people if it, people want to find you, speak to you about your movies and about uh, be my cat uh, and see all of your political posts? Uh, <laughs> how, how can they? How can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook profile. I also have a Facebook page, but that's because Facebook limits, limited so much the reach. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, the reach of Facebook pages when I post on pages. So mainly my Facebook profile, that's where people will actually get my posts on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, but on YouTube I post rarely. It's not like I have a, a podcast or something. I post trailers from time to time when I do something important. Yeah. And my website, actually, if you go to um, adriantofei.com, uh, mm-hmm. they find links to everything, everything that I did. Yeah, and um, Tofei is T-O-F-E-I for those yeah. that, that are listening. Um, and it's yeah. the same, Adrian Tofei on, on across um, all of the, the socials. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Adrian. I think like you've answered all like most of my questions i'm sure i've got lots more but we could always do a part two at some point in the future and, <laughs> i'd love to <laughs> yeah and as soon, as soon as you've you've made your your next one let me know and we can we can speak about that too thank um, you so much as well thank you so much, as well, thanks, much. thanks adrian <laughs>